sad actually yeah. those homes and it's not normal it's for like really under the poverty line kind yeah. of people right yeah like if you rent a one one plus den pretty much they mm -hmm. cut it up into like 12 cages like like dogs look i get it the toronto real estate market is confusing whether you're a new or experienced investor or just looking for a home to raise your family in join us at broadview table talks as you sit around the table with my friends and talk about the real estate and the ever-changing market in toronto Guys, welcome to another edition of Bravi Table Talks. We have a full house today for a representative of the full topic we're going to be talking about. It's like a full house. Nice. Mm -hmm. All right. So <laughs> I got it. Get it? See what like, you did there. Yeah, they'll, uh, they'll understand it later. All right. So yeah, we, as we get into it, you understand. So the issue with uh, Canadian housing right now is affordability. It's, an, it's actually, I would say, a crisis. And the only way to solve it when you whittle it down is literally by creating more houses, yeah, more supply. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the problem with doing that is that you can't get enough materials and labor yeah. enough. You can't get enough of them. Like mm -hmm. We only have a, so much capacity that we can actually build throughout the year, mm -hmm. right? And I think the most we've ever had was what, like 70,000 homes maybe, something like that, throughout, you know? Not so sure. we're not gonna be able to do any more than that. And uh, you know, even though the Ontario government's trying to push for 150,000 homes a year, mm -hmm. which is kind of really aggressive. Mm -hmm. So how are they gonna do that? Right, so there's Bill 23, which is pretty cool, right? With uh, Doug Ford trying to, well, not cool, I should say, because the green belt's a whole very controversial issue, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But also uh, including more housing than the green belt, that is, or excluding it, I guess we can say. Um, but also the triplex thing, with yeah. this, you know, as of right. Yeah. The garden suites have been great as yeah. well, too, for the city of Toronto. Yeah. And then just this week, a couple of days ago, the city of Toronto announced something really spectacular, and it is rooming housing. All right, and what's, what's the rooming houses? So rooming housing is like a multi-residential home. Um, it has like each individual room counts as one. So they have a common space area where they do all the cooking, laundry, um, bathroom. bathroom and all that. But then each individual room is des designated for a tenant. So essentially it's like a dorm, yeah. right? If you think about it, if you have a four bedroom house, you could have one occupant or one tenant each room. And then you have the living room, you can cut that up. And the basement, you have a few more. And then maybe in the garden suite, you have a few more. So it's like that, but you're sharing uh, a kitchen mm -hmm. and bathrooms and all that. And then, you know, like you were saying, Potter, there's like a, what, super tenants? Super tenants, yeah. Super tenants, that's, that's there like nine to five just to make sure like everything's clean. Um, the, the, just the daily garbages and all that. They, yeah, they or it could be like a housekeeper or somebody yeah. that's just actually hired yeah. to cook and clean and, you know, take care of the, the building, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, now you still need to be licensed to get this, mm -hmm. which I would assume is extra fire inspections and like, you know, soundproofing, things like that. Or yeah. Maybe not soundproofing. Building permits. Building permits, right? Yeah. So make sure codes. it's a safe and fire habitable codes. and, and yeah. no one burns down. Because oftentimes that these tenants would have hot plates in their in their rooms, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. they don't want to eat with everybody else. Yeah. So then, you know, it can cause serious fires. Yeah. And if it's old, um, some of them will even have heaters inside the room, which is also another fire True. risk. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. It's definitely so going to make it safer mm. by being it being regulated. It's going to make it safer for the tenants and the landlord because... You know, it's less liability, I guess, for the landlord if it's regulated. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And uh, so there's a huge need for this stuff, right? If you think yeah. of the new immigrants that come to the country, like there's 500,000 of them coming to our country every year, yeah. mm -hmm. which we need because we have a you know shrinking workforce and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they'll, they'll always look, you know, they're always looking for like a $1,000 place or something. I'm like, that mm -hmm. doesn't exist in a basement apartment. Like It doesn't exist yeah. even. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah. You can't find it. But these rooming houses are a great solution. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It right. gives someone the opportunity to come to the city, visit it, and get to know the people that are living in it because they'll also have housemates. 
Yep. Uh, and they would have to communicate with them. And, you know, you kind of mix the pot a little bit, mm-hmm. so to say. When you first came to the country, you were in a rooming house, right? I was in a dorm. Dorm. So dorm. you're still a student. Yeah, I was still a student. Okay. So tell us about that experience. That um, so, you know, the dorm was relatively simple. It was one of those U of T ones. I had my own room, but I also had like a shared washroom. And then I had a um, common area where we ate. After that, then it was a rooming house, um, similar style to a dorm. Uh, that's where I met, um, I think it was seven other tenants. Nice. We shared bathrooms, kitchen, living room, and uh, we had a superintendent actually do the regular maintenance. And so it was a proper one. Nice. It was a proper one. There was a fire plan as well, well as those one of those fire safety boxes at the front. Yeah. Nice. Uh, fire extinguishers. All of our doors were fireproof. Um, yeah, it was properly done. And it was regularly inspected by a fire marshal once a year. Nice. nice. Yeah. Do you remember how much your rent, how long ago this was? How much your rent was? Not to age myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was in 2009. Uh, I think so my 30, right? rent was like <laughs> five or $600. That's awesome. That's well, including awesome. parking, actually. Five or $600, wow. including parking. Nice. And what's yeah. the stat now of what, what rent is? So the city of Toronto, as of 2021, says that your average room rental is around 400 to $700. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's spread across 350 different uh, licensed properties across the city. Okay. Yeah. Nice. For, so nice for nice. our, for the, the uh, rooming house that we sold back in the days, uh, 2020, it was nine rooms. Total is 5,000. So it's the, like the upstairs, I think it was a one bedroom that had a little small kitchen and a washroom that was going for 1,300 bucks. Wow. Yeah, yeah I, I could expect it to be easily a thousand bucks, if not yeah. more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So nine rooms, nine rooms. That would be like nine thousand. No, yeah. that they collected five thousand three hundred fifty-three dollars, I believe. Mm. Okay. Yeah, from that. Well, okay, I, I could see it being a lot more than that because yeah, you no, think about that, it, that was that was like really cheap because the people that they were getting it was like more people that's just getting out of rehab and like yeah. those type of things. Well, like it was also during grants. the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. Before so, the pandemic. Before the pandemic. Oh, before. Okay. Before, well, anyway, I see it being higher now because anywhere you go, your minimum is a thousand bucks that you yeah. can rent. And that's, if you're including food as well into that, like that's, it should be way more than that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you have nine rooms, that's 9,000 bucks a month. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you got a single detached home, four bedrooms, call it, the most you could probably get is depending on what area, but like, let's call it 6,000 mm-hmm. a month. If you rent it to a single family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And if you rent it, if you cut into a triplex, just say, what are you gonna get for that? $2,500 a unit maybe? Yeah. yeah. Right, so that's seventy five hundred dollars, depending mm-hmm. on the shape in the area. Yeah, right. But if you actually make those modifications um, to make it legal and get your permits, all that kind of stuff, and you charge, you make nine rooms, you're gonna get nine thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. That's great as a landlord. That's great. Yeah. I know somebody who's doing it. They have three rooms upstairs. They charge seven hundred and fifty for each room. They don't provide food or anything, and they have a shared kitchen upstairs, and then they have two rooms in the bottom, also for seven fifty. They have their own kitchen, and then he lives on the main floor. And it's relatively pr- problem free. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're paying his mortgage, and and then some. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. huge yeah. profit. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of combinations of these that we experience throughout our years as uh, you know in this industry. Um, there's the the landlord stays at home and rents out multiple rooms to students model. There's the full on um, rooming house model, mm-hmm. which we see a lot of, whether yeah. they're legal or not so legal. Yeah. And then there's straight up just student housing. Yeah. 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 Like there, there's a lot of these spread out throughout the city. Mm-hmm. 
So if you're looking at as an investor, I guess the what you're looking for really is the square footage, right? right. Number of bedrooms or the sides itself. You'd, you'd want the more the merrier, the more the better, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then if you can cut them up into different units, try the different models that you want. Either you live in yourself, you hire somebody out, just don't be the slumlord one. <laughs> just kind of yeah. fall apart. I mean, I guess that's what the licensing in theory is for, right? Yes. But I, I think there's a huge need for it as, as we're undersupplied. Yeah. And it's a cheap way to get your foot in the door in multi-unit residential. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get residential rates yeah. for financing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the insurance works, though. That insurance must be kind of expensive. It's yeah, got to be expensive. The person I was speaking to earlier, they said it's double what normal insurance yeah. would be, right? Normal insurance, yeah. I mean, depending on what your coverage, could be anywhere from 150 to 300 bucks a, a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that definitely eats into it. But then if your profit is that much higher, you know, you're making a thousand bucks a room, and then if you charge extra for food or parking or whatever, that could easily be over 10 grand, right? And a mortgage on something like that might be. I don't know what six grand, five grand, plus some taxes, yeah. plus some um, you know staff or whatever. You maybe hire a cleaning person, mm-hmm. right? I am curious though. With more regulation, <clears throat> does that also mean that rooming, you know, prices for a room would cost better. more? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. potentially. I mean, because in theory, it would be safer. Yeah, it would right? be. It would yeah. be yeah. Still going to be the more affordable option, though. Yes, right. definitely. Yeah. But also, sure. like the key word was that it's 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 going to be acceptable now across all of Toronto, right? It's mm-hmm. not like pockets like it was before. I don't know if it was just areas mm-hmm. near schools or exactly where these uh, room rooming houses were available. But mm-hmm. yeah, now it's you can do it anywhere. Is it actually legal now or is it actually they're just experimenting? No, it's like 2024. 2024. So they oh, have 2024. to have a... Yeah. 2024, they have to have an action plan by March in 2023. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the housing that exists right now, are, they're just grandfathered in then? Yeah. Right, yeah. and then are they just are they across all of Toronto, or are they just random just pockets? Just little pockets, so you can see a lot of oh, yeah. like Parkdale. So exactly, so just yeah. being available across all of Toronto alone makes yeah, it more expensive. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, for for the as as long as tenants. like they, they everything's regulated and the house mm-hmm. is gonna have to be like in pristine shape right. if you want to get that type of like you yeah. know, has to be up to date. Yeah, yeah, up to date everything. Yeah, proper electrical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a way better solution than those like cage homes that we see in Hong Kong, right? <laughs> yeah. like, that's that's yeah. that's sad, actually. Yeah. Those homes, and then it's not normal. It's for like really under the poverty line kind yeah. of people, right? Yeah. Like if you rent a one one plus den, pretty much they mm-hmm. cut it up into like twelve cages, like like dogs. So so there right? is I've one particular pictures. project in Cabbage Town that's actually quite successful, and you know there are elderly people there, their families there, and they're they're happy because it's a little Rooming community. House. A rooming house. Okay. okay. And, uh, you know, they, they make a very strong case that, you know, people need a more affordable solution to housing. For sure. Yeah. And this is actually quite an ideal situation because they're all living together and they're watching out for each other. Yeah. So. I was watching a video actually earlier today on it and it was saying how, let's say 20, 30 years ago, rooming houses were predominantly men, like mm-hmm. lower income men. But now it's students. A lot of boomers mm-hmm. also and even families are opting oh. to, to go into rooming houses just so they can save for their down payment faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for yeah. the prospect of this, though. So I, yeah. I think it's a great thing. If it's safe, yeah. you know, the only people that are not going to like it, obviously, are their neighbors to the left and right and on the street and stuff, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't yeah. want all that increased density and, and traffic and parking mm-hmm. and all that kind of issues, noise yeah. and fights and all that. You know, it'll happen. That's right? the focus, yeah. though, like the, the density. Uh, unless you guys want to keep reaching out to the green belt and, and build over there. Yeah. That's not <laughs> yeah. What is that's the other problem. solution? The other, like, well, I mean, yeah. it's either you build up or you yeah. build out, right? Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, we had this 
podcast the other couple no, episodes back did. about densification and intensification mm-hmm. in Toronto mm-hmm. and, and the benefits of it, right? Like, I, I think it's a great thing to have increased people because mm-hmm. yeah. you get just better things. But the, it does wear on the infrastructure that we have here, yeah. which kind of yeah. does suck, but, you know. I mean, the great thing about this plan is that it seems like we're assuming that everything goes accordingly to plan. The good thing is that they anticipate that they will be adding 285,000 housing uh, units with this plan, specifically with rooming houses. So to uh, Toronto, to Toronto, that's huge. So that's huge, especially when they have goals of actually building 100,000. 2024, you said? Starting in 2024. So their plan is to actually have 285,000 units in 10 years once it starts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's 28,500 homes per year being built. So that's actually a pretty significant chunk of the 100,000 homes, yeah. like overall goal. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice to see that they're being creative with solutions and not just relying on accessory dwelling units or, or laneway homes. Like yeah. this is mm-hmm. another way to add rental properties without straining um, or building more uh, buildings or more, more skyscrapers. Yeah, who knows, maybe the laneway homes, you could s- separate that into two different um, Absolutely. rooms yeah, too, yeah. right? So that'd be even better. Yeah. So, um, do you guys know any other parts of the world that's doing this? I mean, I guess you've seen some, right? And like, well, I wonder if New York does this. We too. know Hong Kong does it. Yeah, I don't know if New York does it. I wonder. You know, I'm sure they do. I don't well, know if it's legal. legal. Not legal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, I, I like, I know for a fact that um, they would take like a, a one plus ten, cut them into two bedrooms, and just do all these weird things mm-hmm. and, and, and individual walk ups or condos or whatever, apartments, whatever we call them, co ops, mm-hmm. right? So. I know they did it there, but like, actually, I guess they don't really have houses. Well, historically, rooming houses would have been there too, actually. If you think about recent immigrants. Brownstones? Yeah, the old brownstones. Maybe. Like recent immigrants from Italy or Ireland, um, they would have had to set up in uh, a rooming house in, I don't know, during the Great Depression. For sure. So I imagine some of them have have survived until now. Yeah. And I I mean, I guess they have a good transit system. and You you always live like in Jersey or wherever, right? Brooklyn and stuff like that. So it's not too bad. Mm -hmm. But I'm really excited to see what happens here. Like, at least it won't be just rich people in Toronto. It'd be like a mix of everybody. It'd be good economic diversity. And and, um, with that comes a lot of other diversity, right? So Mm -hmm. I really want this. I'm excited for it. I do have a question, though. Like, uh, if we have time for this. uh, How exactly does this um, affect buyers? Like, first-time home buyers, for example. That does it affect them at all? It does, yeah. Right? It can. It depends, yeah. I feel like it might benefit them. If too. you're relieving the pressure of 28,000 homes um, or people that need homes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, th- potentially that could bring down the rent prices, I guess, potentially. I don't know mm-hmm. how much it would affect it, but... Yeah, it's hard know, to say. It's hard to say, right? Like, yeah. maybe a quarter, right, of the demand out there for Ontario every yeah. year or Toronto every year, so if, it's, if you use 100,000 uh, yeah. people. Assuming. Mm-hmm. Assuming right? the numbers are and there. there's 20, give or take, you know, yeah. a quarter. Mm-hmm. That would certainly bring down prices. I think it would have a significant competition, nice. which then again brings on the prices. Like I don't, I won't expect it to crash the market, but yes. it certainly will help. And not to mention, if you're a first-time home buyer, if you're buying it by yourself, this would be a good place to live with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and help yeah. you save for a yeah, down payment. You, you stay like upstairs, and then just rent the bottom hall. Yeah, assuming house, the so numbers yeah. work, yeah. like it's it's well. beneficial yeah. to you, as well as I mean. Um, in a in an era where everybody's working from home, it's it's like you if you can't buy like a one bedroom condo because it's it's a little too small, mm-hmm. and then, but then you can still buy, you know, a, a house, yeah. um, and have other people room, and then you you'll have the space yeah. to yeah. to the, oh, yeah. it's cool. <laughs> More options the better anyway. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. Yes. 
Anything in there? No. No notes? Yeah, what's All these right. cheat sheets? Yeah, what's well, here? okay, so I think ultimately this is a win-win for everyone, tenant and landlord. And I feel like it's the best solution so far. I mean, you're using already existing infrastructure, right? Mm -hmm. And if, you've, if you're an owner and you've owned this house, let's say 10, 15 years, imagine your mortgage payments, and then now you can cut up the upstairs or the downstairs. I don't know. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah but 10, 15 years is probably time. due for renovations anyway. Yeah. Right? So you might as well renovate it to yeah. you know, something like this if, yeah. if that's what the need is. Yeah. I guess the only issue would be the... The density in the area or too much density with schools and infrastructures and shopping and transit mm -hmm. and all that stuff right mm -hmm. like there's and roads that, that would be the issue yeah but that's another problem that we could, we could I solve mean, so I mean, thankfully yeah, when it exactly. comes to like um, the multiplexes at least those are only allowed in specific areas right no oh anywhere. Well, anywhere anywhere, anywhere oh, is, it, is it also as part of bill 23 yeah, oh, yeah so wow. it'll be up, up as of right you'll be allowed to have three units and then in toronto you have a accessory dwelling unit after that a garden suite mm -hmm. yeah. okay, or so lane suite. So then it's a different problem then. <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's like people always want housing solutions, housing affordability, and then now we've been given a solution. Okay, sure. There's going to be issues around it, but what are we going to do is complain and not have any solutions? True. Like yeah. this is Progress. a solution. Because yeah. yeah, right? it's about supply. It's about creating yeah. enough homes for people. And where else are you going to do it? you yeah. got to drop more homes on top of existing homes at the end of the day, right? So yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen. Progress. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not like a solution to end all. Like, uh, yeah, we need multiple and it never Yeah, it's just a tool. Exactly. All right. Well, so the more the merrier. Uh, if you guys have any comments about this, you know, if you're on YouTube, leave a comment there. Yeah. And if you are listening to this on any kind of podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever, leave a comment as well too. Oh. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Also, those guys who yeah. uh, came by the window and um, scanned they our QR code. Yeah, they, they uh, oh, you're did watching they? This, right? <laughs> I yeah. I we have it. a QR code in the window, so it just <laughs> links you right into our podcast if you want to listen to this, um, if you want to share with a friend. But uh, yeah, until then, let's just grow the community. And uh, the more the merrier. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening. See you guys. Bye. Peace. Add it up. <laughs>